Hey, welcome back to The Protectors. Great show today. I have Marcus on. We're going to talk Krav Maga, talk a whole bunch of other great things. I do want to give a shout out to good friends over at Vigilant and Humble. Awesome new gear in the mail today. And they got an awesome patch called Embrace the Suck. I love it. So without further ado, let's bring in Marcus. What's up, brother? There you are. What's going on? I love that shirt, man. Violet Nomad. Yeah. Jedi yeah. as fuck. Yeah, hundred deadly skills, man. Clint Emerson, he is the shit. He is awesome. Yeah, I've had Clint on a couple times, man. A couple, two, um, two times. Yeah, man, he's great, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw him last uh, a few weeks ago. He was here. It was good. It was a good time. Marcus, you have an incredible background, especially in Krav Maga. Decades of experience teaching, instructing. Why Krav Maga? When you first started out this, I mean, obviously you probably did some sort of martial arts when you were a kid. Where does Krav Maga come into the variable? Well, uh, it comes in a little later in life. I've been doing Krav Maga now just a little over 15 years. So I started late. Um, I started martial arts when I was 10. So, you know, I'm 50 now, do the math. It's the... Uh, it's been a big, huge part of my life, but Krav Maga in general just basically came in because of, in the beginning, I just wanted to be a student again. I mean, I'd already uh, been a, a martial arts school owner and had some success in martial arts in general. And I just said, well, you know what? I just want to be a student. And, you know, the universe just didn't let that happen. It ended up that I uh, got to some very unique uh, opportunities, uh, going to Israel and learning who I did learn from, um, and just that whole uh, transformation from wanting to be a student to boom, I'm now uh, doing all this training and became an instructor. And for the last 10 years, I've been on a teaching team that's given me the opportunities of lifetime and traveling around the globe and educating and empowering people in uh, in becoming instructors for Krav Maga and just uh, helping them with their rank testing seminar. Krav Maga is, is Israeli based and actually go and train with them. The, you know, the experts, the originators of it, it must be a great experience. Um, it, well, Israel is for sure. As much as I love, I love America. America is my home and I will, I love America, but Israel as a country is so phenomenal and the people are outstanding. I mean, they're clear, direct to the point. There's no, there's no misunderstanding them. If they, if they feel a way, they let you know how they feel. And that's, uh, that's, that's a blessing for sure in this day and age. Um, and training with them, there's uh there's no joke. You're, you're going to, you're going to feel very confident by the end of that training, because if you can't do it, they're not going to, they're going to let you know that you can't do it. Uh, and I've been to Israel now on and off. Well, I can't, I've lost count of how many times and, and living there for, for an extended period of time was, was an experience that you just have to, you can't, you can't describe it. It's like trying to describe, uh, what love is, which is not to get too deep there, but you can't, you can't explain it. You have to experience it. And that's what being around the Israelis is like. It's, it's the best thing that's ever happened in my life. And, you know, it's integrating everything into a, a form of defense. And I like how you, you really do preach that it is something that everybody can do. And, you know, that's really cool about it. 
Yes. It well, and I think that that's when people ask about what is Krav Maga, it is it is the idiot's guide to protecting yourself in our current environment of violence. Said simple. And if it's not if it's not simple, then it's not Krav Maga. I love it. I do. I um. And one of the things I wanted to bring up, it's like a high five to the face. Like when you're teaching someone, high five to the face. Let's talk about that real quick, man. Um. Well. Again, going keeping things as simple as possible. Simple. People, oh, you know, people wonder, well, you know what? A violent confrontation has happened, and I've got to punch him, and i got to do all these things. I'm like, look, man, if you can high-five with every human being on the planet, you start with kids. What do you do with little babies? When you, you, they, you learn a high-five at the, easy, the earliest of times. I'm like, okay, there's your high-five. Good. Now do the high-five. Now think something angry and aim for the face, and there's your palm heel strike. Every, every man, woman, child, mm-hmm. disabilities, if you've got an arm and you've got some fingers attached to it, you can high-five them just like anybody else. And one thing we always have to bring up, we're talking about defense. We're not talking about your LEO. We're not talking about you're a, um, a military person where you actually have to contain and you actually have to do something with your target. We're talking about defense. We're talking about violence of action and get the hell out of there. I would I would agree with that, but I would I would go a little further with it, especially when it comes to to law enforcement. Um, if you punch an assailant in the head and you break your hand, you're mm-hmm. combat ineffective. You can't yep. use any other tools. A palm heel strike, I can hit the every part of the human skull and face. Obtain, uh, get my objective, and if it goes elevates to a secondary problem and I have to go to tools, I haven't done anything to damage my hands. Um, and, and let's be honest, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't want to open up law enforcement too much, but at the end of the day, our guys and girls are not getting tools that they can utilize in a heartbeat. It goes from zero to shitty. Boom. I go and I give my hip palm heel strike. I've got instant compliance or I don't have compliance and I have to go to plan B. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. For the audience out there who doesn't know. Good question. Okay, so what is Krav Maga? Krav Maga is me being able to take your loved ones, let's say, or anyone off the street. I can take anybody off the street. Anybody. Doesn't matter who they are. Age, gender, doesn't matter. And giving them some some skills, some very simplistic skills to create the opportunity to escape. Uh, everything is naturally uh, a natural body reaction. Uh, and thankfully, inside, we all react the same way to fear. Uh, we all react the same way to violence. Um, the difference is, is with a little bit of extra tweaking, you can do whatever the appropriate answer is for solution to again, create the opportunity for escape. Now, when you get to stuff like LEOs and stuff, it's creating the opportunity to either have compliant behavior or go to secondary tools. The only difference between a law enforcement officer and a police and a civilian is that when it's gone sideways and I've done whatever physical action I need to do, the civilian myself, I'm running away. I'm force gumping the shit out of it versus Law enforcement officer's job of having now to take said uh, person 
and put them in a position where you can uh, take away the threat. Krav uh, should be simple, it should be fast, and the, and the most important part is, is it should be able to be replicated almost instantly. Almost instantly. The whole idea of Kramaga when it was created was, here's the information, now go to war. There are no six months or two years or ten years. You know, we're talking days, weeks. Here's the information, utilize it in battle. And that is, is why I love Krav Maga so much. Because you can transform person A into at least, at least some way of giving them a choice and an option to create an opportunity for escape. And, you know, secondary tools, a lot of them can be deadly force. You need some sort of, you need every tool you can get in the LEO world or anytime, and especially military and everywhere else out there. Well, and, you know, let's be, let's be really honest. If, if all I know about is a hammer, everything's a nail. Right. I know it's a it's a it's an abused saying, but if all I know is go to go to gun, go to taser, go to gun, go to taser, that's all I know. Well, what the hell are you expect somebody to do? Open up the world, tell them, hey man, you're on the ground, here's an option. You're standing up, here's an option. You've just been punched in the face. Okay, you don't need to go to that tool right away. You've been punched in the face, there's other options. Just Educate, man. That's all I'm saying. Educate. Give everybody an option of an opportunity to make a different choice. De-escalation. De-escalation. Brother, I bet you if you and I went down the street and we went into the rowdiest bar there is, I mean like a shithole, and some guy came up and started pushing either of us, I'll bet you, I'll bet you dinner that we could play a game of who can de-escalate this the fastest. Words, man. I I agree a thousand percent. And I'm going to even ask, now again, remember, I'm not a law enforcement officer. Mm -hmm. I've never done anything in that way where bullets are going this way and I'm going towards the bullets. Okay, so let's just be clear about that before anybody jumps on me. At the end of the day, even if I've pulled that weapon, it's still not over. I can still de-escalate the situation. Yep. If anything, I should be able to use de-escalation even more. Now, again, law enforcement, uh, border patrol, anybody who carries a sidearm may disagree with me. Or even anybody listening may say, you have no idea what you're talking about. Well, <laughs> I know what it's like to have a gun pointed at me. I know what it's like to uh, be in uh, really angry situations where it's going to be a shit show if it goes to blows. Having your ability to, to talk it out and then secondary, utilizing something as a, as a cold weapon or utilizing tools a little softer than the final answer to have to, to go to deadly force. I'm, again, when it comes to law enforcement, I have, a, I have such an open heart for I will train any law enforcement officer, any border patrol. I got a very close friend of mine who just retired from the border patrol. I got people in law enforcement that I love dearly. I will train anybody for free. I don't give a shit about the cash. Just give me the opportunity. As many of my uh, peers or other people in my position, we're all offering for free, um, knowing full well about people have lives, they have children, they have shifts. I mean, I, I understand all of that, but don't use those as excuses for not 
getting something just to add for a oh shit i'm fucked situation and i can't go to to that tool i want mm-hmm. to do something that you may be able to even if it's just a matter of doing something to create a, some space where you're not going to re-engage that person that you mm-hmm. realize i'm i look i don't want to i can't shoot and i can't engage this enemy give yourself an opportunity to go to your radio right or whatever do something that you can go home as close to the way that you left and you're able to sit there and not have to, let's be honest. Once you pull that trigger, everybody's life changes forever. Your Mm -hmm. life changes, your mental health changes, everything changes. So let's give you options. So you don't have to have that experience. Yeah. It's a tough situation, man. And you know, like I said, with the shows, we never get into politics, but training is key. And one thing you brought up too is like, Hey, you know, I will train people. And there are so many great organizations out there right now that are saying, Hey, you know what, if you're going to, if you're going to take away this from X, Y, Z police department or whatever, they still need training. They still need everything they can get to add to that tool belt. And I think that, I think that again, Training is not political, so we don't have to worry about this. You would invest in, you know, putting air in your tires. You'll invest Mm -hmm. in engine. You'll invest in, you'll make sure that everything, all your sirens work. You'll do all those things to make sure that you got stuff going on. You, you are the most important tool that you have. So whatever it takes possible, if you have kids and you know that your kids need braces as much as you don't want to have to give them to them, but they need them, you're mm-hmm. going to do whatever it takes to get braces for that child. So what's the say? It's a saying I, I use it way too much, but put on your own oxygen mask first, man. Yeah, it's but true. They tell you when the plane's going down. So why does that have any different application for any other aspect of our lives? So I'm in, let's, let's do a scenario here. I'm an LEO, you know, 15, 16 years into my career. Um, still have to get out in the street, you know, blah, blah, blah. I want to get into Krav Maga. What is my first step? Obviously I'm going to Google it, but what is it like to, you know what? And a lot getting over that first thing of walking into a Krav Maga gym is, you know, that's step one, but getting through that saying, okay, I'm going to do it. Well, the, the, I definitely, the first, the hardest part, and especially from an LEO's perspective is because, you know, you're not exactly wanting to blast that out to everybody. You don't know whether it's a friendly gym or not. Um, yeah. But going in on, I would say going in on a few different nights, right? Go see what a Wednesday night, go during the day class because of your shift patterns, but go in and look at the instructor, go and look at more importantly than the instructor, go and look at the students. Are there a bunch of uh, guys who are all trying to beat each other up because the students definitely are a reflection of the instructor, no matter what. Um, And look and just get, go with your gut. Is this a place that's going to help me, give me a tool that will help me on the street? If you've got it, I mean, again, I don't know what schools are like, but there are some bullshit ones. And if they're doing a bunch of, you know, uh, with the gloves on and, and sparring and stuff that that does not that does not help uh, a law enforcement person because you're not going to have gloves when you're in the street you're not going to wrap your hands so you need to be able to to utilize uh things you know right away now i'm all for sparring don't get it wrong i'm all for sparring i'm all for getting punched in the face it's very important it's a very important part of the training but are they doing scenarios with two against ones? Are they dealing with weapons, uh, knife attacks, or you know, baseball bats? Uh, 
Are they dealing with, uh, oh shit, I'm fucked scenarios? And if they're not, regardless of whether it's a beginner's class or not, they should still be giving a little bit of stress and a little bit of instantane where you look at it and you're watching, you're like, yep, I can do that right now, this moment. Because if it's complicated, then it's not Krav Maga, no matter what. I think the best saying you just had is, and this should be on every t-shirt, oh shit, I'm fucked. And it should be, what am I going to do next? You know, because who's had that, <laughs> that, you know, oh shit, I'm fucked. <laughs> it's, yeah. But then it's like, how do you react afterwards? I love how you say, get punched in the face. Do it. You know, my bro- I grew up, um, my brothers were golden gloves, diamond glove boxers. Used to box in a in a gym in Patterson, New Jersey. Luke Costello, you know Luke Costello, remember? Oh, he had yeah. all these awesome, he had an awesome gym and and the worst part of Patterson. My brothers brought me in there and they said, You want to learn how to box? First thing he does, bam, punches me in the side of the head. Yeah, man, get punched in the head. I think I think that that's the biggest thing. And you've had you've had Tony Blair on, correct? If I'm not yeah. mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now there's a guy who knows all about fear. Now, most of the time when we deal with getting punched, what is the main part? If you go up to anybody and say, okay, I'm going to punch you in the face, they kind of wince because they're like, their brain's already going, holy shit, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to like this. So if you take fear out of the equation as much as, so much as it's not crippling you, well, then I'm going to get, again, law enforcement officer. Mm -hmm. I walk up to a guy who's brand new, okay? No training whatsoever, but he's got, you know, degrees up the wazoo but he's got no, no etiquette on the street. And I walk up and I slap you in the face because, you know, I'm not afraid of your authority. And you're so caught off guard that you shut down and you go to the training that you know and you immediately go and do something that is definitely not going to help your scenario versus taking a slap where you look and you're like, really? Is that the best you got? <laughs> you hit like my three-year-old. You know what I mean? Like... Because you're not afraid. Well, and, and that's the thing is anticipation is fear so much, you know. And I like you need the spar. You need to put the gloves on. Get hit with the gloves just so you have a kind of an idea. You don't need to go. I'm not saying everybody should go get a palm strike to the forehead, a palm strike to the face. No, you're going to break something on their face. Yeah. We're talking about spar, yeah. spar, spar, spar. Yeah. And letting the stress come in, letting your adrenaline dump, getting some mm-hmm. fear anxiety, you know, get all that stuff out. You know, a big thing, and if anybody's listening to this who's training with me will hear it, I'll say, listen, I want you to die 1,000 times on this mat right now. Yep. So you can live one time out there. I want you to make every mistake possible. Fuck up left, right, and center right here, right now. Mm-hmm. Because your likelihood to do it out there is a lot less. It- Train and that you know that's the old adage you know bleed in training. I mean, come on, we've been talking about that for a hundred years now. But are we listening to it? We need to. I'm guilty of it. You know, I'm I'm 20 years in, and I'm like, well, you know, blah blah blah. But you need okay, to. Okay, but not not to cut you off, Jace. But the, no. but there's a fine line between. Okay, so I'm going to use again. I'm going to go with the law enforcement officer. He comes to a class. It's, uh, you know, four hours before he has to go on a shift. He should be able to be combat effective the minute he leaves the place. If his hands are busted up, his face is busted up, then he can't do his job. He can't do his job. He can't feed his family. He can't yep. feed his family. He's going to be like, it's just a lose-lose. He should be tired, should feel a little beat up inside. You know, like, okay, but he should feel empowered and should feel confident that, you know what? All Confidence. right, I got my, I'm ready to go. 
not arrogance, but all right, I'm going to have a fucking shift that whatever's going to be thrown at me. But no matter what, I have some, I have an option. Again, I just want, you just need an option. Mm-hmm. Plan B, plan C, plan D, everything but that last resort. I mean, obviously, before anybody jumps on my man here, obviously, if it's a, a situation where it's a shit show, it's a different day's conversation. But I'm talking about your basic altercations that escalate from, oh, shit, mm-hmm. to, uh-oh, now, now, it's a, now it's not a very fun time. Now, this is a common sense discussion. And this is where it's like, you know, every agency, every department, everyone has their own use of force policy. Adhere to it and do that. What we're talking about is this is a tool we need. And it's another tool. And if it's only taking up a bit of your time here and there to go to the gym, get a good workout in, meet some new people, because God knows we're sheltered um, in the LEO world. You know, back in the day, man, you hung out with people. Now it's like you do your shift, you do your work, you do whatever, and you go home, you're with your family, you have a drink, go to sleep, wake up, repeat, go to a gym, meet new people. It's, It's the other thing of mental health. Well, and I mean, that's, again, because I don't have any experience in that job, but I will say that if you, if you live in a bubble and you only are in, and I don't like the word incestuous because it, it has a negative context, yeah. but if you're constantly just swimming in your own lakes with your own people and I'm only hanging with cops and cops and cops and cops and cops, that's great. Awesome. But you're missing out on a huge portion of this world and this community I, I can't I can't abide or agree with yep just cops stay with cops and that's the problem. that's the reason why I don't train a lot of cops is because cops only want to be trained by cops Marcus you have no idea you don't know what it's like to be in the job you're right I don't know what it's like to be on the job but I know what it's like to punch somebody in the face I know what it's mm-hmm. like to be violent I know what it's like to be evil violent I know what it's like for what I can look at it from the eyes of who you have to fight against you're right I don't know what it's like to be a cop but I know what your enemy thinks like. I know how your enemy looks and yeah. how your enemy will fight. And, you know, I've said it a million times. I'll say it a million more. There is true evil out there. True, absolute evil. You could be a civilian. You could be a law enforcement. You could be anybody. But in our society, you have to understand there are people out there who will snuff your life out in a heartbeat for no reason at all. Violence doesn't discriminate. It doesn't give a shit if you're a woman, a man, a cop, a fucking firefighter, or a regular person. It doesn't give a shit. So mm-hmm. if it doesn't give a shit, then why don't we all, as a, as a species, do the best things possible and, and get the best amount of training suited for us? Now, a 50-year-old woman shouldn't be training the same way as a 50-year-old law enforcement officer. Yep. Except for the fact that I need whatever they can do physically to be the most, uh, to be able to be the most violent that they can be in their specific time of their life. That's all that matters. Awesome. Marcus, it was great having you on brother. Want to have you on again. Uh, great conversation. It always flies when we do the show, but I really appreciate coming on, man. Where can we find you at? Uh, one, I would love to come on the show as much as possible. I love your show. Uh, two, Instagram and Facebook are the two places that like anybody else, but Instagram is where I'm probably most uh, active. And it's just my name at Marcus Torgerson. Awesome, brother. Well, I appreciate it, bro. Oh, thank you for having me on the show, brother. I appreciate it. Thanks.